Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the CGF podcast with me, Louise Chester. If you don't know us, the Consumer Goods Forum is a CEO-led organization that brings consumer goods retailers and manufacturers together globally to help collaborate with other key stakeholders to secure consumer trust and drive positive change. Our eight coalitions of action have been designed to achieve collective impact on critical industry issues related to environmental and social sustainability, health and wellness, end-to-end value chains and food safety. On our podcast, we'll be breaking down all of these topics and more and engaging in insightful conversations with leaders from in and outside the industry as they share their thoughts on the challenges facing our planet and its people. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming back to the podcast the CGF's very own GFSI director, Erica Schuert, to get the lowdown on the recent GFSI conference in Barcelona, which took place at the end of last month. So let's dive straight in. So hello, Erica. Welcome back. I think this is your third time on the CGF podcast. How are you doing today? Yes, wonderful. Thank you, Louise. Thank you very much for asking me again. Always a pleasure. So I know that you're you're not long back from the 2022 edition of the GFSI conference, which took place just at the end of last month in March. How did it feel then to bring the community back together in person this year in Barcelona? Well, it was it was just extraordinary, really. I think whatever it is that we could have um, predicted before we actually got there and it all sort of began, I, I don't think we could have ever conceived of how, how terrific it was going to be to have everybody back together, um, for people to, to the joy, you know, of seeing people, people seeing other people. Um, and uh, so many people came up to me and said, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing this, you know, for being brave enough to do it and brave brave enough to sticking you know to, to planning to do it at a time when it really was impossible to plan but but we still you know we still dared to dream and you know and it it, it, it was you know it was wonderful to have those things it wasn't me that put the conference on obviously our colleagues in the conference team cgf conference team do that but you know to conceive of the theme to be committed to doing it and knowing that it was so necessary and so essential and people were just ecstatic to come back together it was a joy to see people's faces like there were so many moments in my mind where I replay it where you know some of the the video captured that you know where people would Mm. you see people's faces as they spotted someone they hadn't seen you know for two years and then throwing their arms around people you know never mind all the anxiety about shaking hands and will still people want to hug and yeah I didn't see a single you know elbow bump or a you know people were literally throwing them at each other and hugging and pumping each other's hands and it was it was terrific really terrific oh that's so lovely what a testament to the the strength of the GFSI community lovely to hear so then what were what do you think were the key takeaways from this year's conference for you uh so I think um the key takeaways apart from you know what a great thing it was to to do to there's no replacement for a face-to-face event was this kind of weird sort of um situation that we find ourselves in in the world where after two years you know of a of an unprecedented global pandemic so much feels like it's changed and obviously you know we're continuing to face challenges different types of challenges that we weren't expecting but but in many ways so much has stayed the same and it's how you reconcile those two things 
questions around so much changing, everything moving at what seems like a quicker, faster pace than ever, yet so so many things are fixed and rigid. And how do you reconcile something turning rapidly against something that's not, you know, that's 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 a, that's a constant? And and I and I think that that was an interesting theme for me. I think the other thing that was um, really compelling takeaway was, um, you know, this idea that. The, the challenges that we're facing in global food supply chain are probably more challenging than ever. And so, you know, are our work streams relevant? Is what we set out to do two years ago, you know, still on point in terms of addressing not just what we face then, but what we're facing now? Um, and I think stress testing uh, you know, those programs of work, showcasing the advancements in those programs of work, and then stress testing our progress against challenges that people were bringing to us was was quite, felt like quite a, a vital but rewarding thing to do. And so I think um, ourselves and the CECO concluded that we're absolutely, you know, still, we're, we're still on, on bang on with the strategy. We just need to, you know, keep pressing on. So those were the, the key mm. things for me. Mm -hmm. Super. Thank you for that lowdown. Um, there'll be a few elements of that that we'll dig into some of these questions. But just sort of to take it back to the, the highest level, I know the, the focus of this year's event and the tagline was delivering impact for safe, sustainable to bring in the sustainability aspect this year. I was wondering if you could talk a, a little bit about how the topics of food safety and sustainability intersect. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, it's easy for us, isn't it, the CGF to see how they intersect, because obviously we've got all of our CGF colleagues working in parallel on these sustainability agendas. But I think the, the rationale behind the theme this year was was about the fact that whatever our members are feeling and experiencing, um, needs to be reflected in our work and so many of our members um, and wider stakeholders actually regulators in particular have come to us and said you know the sustainability agenda around around food uh, you know is, is burgeoning we want to share expertise and experiences and learnings with our colleagues that are thinking about uh, you know sustainability we want to um, you know, connect with them in a, in a way that is dynamic and in itself sustainable and not just sort of give it a nod, you know, and, you know, what what experiences can be shared and, and where, you know, where do members' interests, you know, come together? A lot of our, our members are saying in their own teams, you know, within their own businesses, the food safety teams are being, you know, restructured to align much more closely with their colleagues mm. working in sustainability. So this was something that we felt that we had to embrace okay. and, and make it clear what the connections were and, and, and how we could, you know, we could help, basically. Mm. Mm -hmm. Super. So I know that also linking to sustainability at this year's conference, you you start, I think, for the first time to speak more specifically about the different SDGs that the food safety agenda supports. I think from memory, you can tell me, but I think there was there's three or four of them um, that it most closely sort of aligns with. So could you tell me a bit more about that, Erica? Yeah, so um, we talked uh, at the conference a lot. We had a very strong theme around the work that we are doing to support 
um, uh, and collaborate with our colleagues in the various food-centric UN agencies. So essentially World Food Programme, who deal with humanitarian aid, uh, World Health Organization, who've just published their strategy on food safety, FAO, who have their own strategy on food safety, but obviously through their lens. Um, and obviously Codex, who is a, a, you know, a baby agency of FAO and, and WHO, and, and which we've very, you know, we've been very closely aligned. Now, obviously, SDGs are, you know, the, the UN agenda. Uh, Food Systems Summit last year, you know, put a lot of focus on SDGs and how they are the key to unlocking, um, you know, the food systems challenges. So only right and proper that, again, we made a very compelling uh, case about how um, the food safety uh, agenda can support the SDGs um, and, and what we should be doing to make sure that we're connecting them. That linked then very nicely to a call for action on World Food Safety Day. We have supported uh, World Food Safety Day, which is a FAO construct. Um, it's the 7th of June every year for a number of years. And we felt that this would be a wonderful opportunity for us to use the SDG framework to really ask our stakeholders to commit to action. Um, and we've just launched um, a questionnaire uh, for our community, asking them what they feel that they can commit that will support one of a number of the SDGs that, 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 we, that we focused on. So so yeah really good opportunity to you know to link food systems mm. and the support that the food safety agenda gives to food systems more robustly yeah absolutely so then erica i wanted to shift gears and talk about another one of gfsi's big priorities which is ongoing and that is capability building so could you tell me why partnerships are so critical to to the rolling out of this work and what was the conversation around this at the conference this year yeah, so all of our stakeholders will know that we have spent um, well the best part of 18 months consulting on our existing um, framework for uh, food safety capability building, which is almost exclusively limited to uh, the work that we've done around the Global Markets Programme. And I think the outcome uh, of all of that 18 months of consultation with, with stakeholders was that GFSI's role in food safety capability building needs to be much, much more. We need to do more. Um, if we're really, really going to uh, take a step towards achieving our mission, which is safe food for people everywhere, we need to be embracing um, and facilitating a much more dynamic, holistic and global approach to capability building um, that needs to be bigger than the, you know, the secular small way in which we support um, only certain businesses through the Global Markets Programme. So having given ourselves, our stakeholders having given us that challenge, um, we then uh, basically set about um, creating a, you know, a high level framework, um, which we're working our way through um, in a sort of design thinking based approach to sort of say, if we created, uh, you know, this framework, if would it would it deliver everything that our stakeholders would it solve all of the problems that our stakeholders brought to us through the consultation. And what that will see us doing is obviously taking a much more fundamental role in the approaches to global food safety capability building and put GFSI back in its sort of um, raison d'etre, really, if you will, which is doing the what, not the how. So mm. not tinkering with the how, just uh, wrapping our arms around the whole problem and then bringing stakeholders to us who can really help deliver food safety capability. So that's the partnership end of things. Super. Well, thank you for shedding uh, some light on that for us. So 
finally, or almost finally, um, I just wanted to talk about a topic that is, I know is also huge for you, and that is trust. Uh, trust, once again, had a huge place on, on the agenda this year. So could you talk more globally about how GFSI is working to maintain the trust of its stakeholders? Well, I mean, trust without trust, you've got nothing, right? I mean, it's the basis of everything. It's the basis of any interaction, any relationship, any communication, um, you know, and it's fine to say, oh, well, GFSI has this very unique place in the world, but we need people to trust, have trust and confidence that what GFSI is and does uh, you know, is 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 responsible and and you know and is to be trusted. We you know we ask regulators to trust us. We ask, you know, our members to trust us. You know, we 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 ask wider stakeholders to trust us. And we we've got to we've got to you know give people the basis on which to do that. So the key theme for me is the transparency piece. You know, we've moved um, from you know really quite a you know what exactly is GFSI? What exactly is GFSI doing to to hopefully a much you know, more open, um, transparent, you know, we're publishing, you know, what we talk about, we are consulting before we make decisions, we've introduced much more rigorous governance and published all of that, um, made sure that all of our working groups and technical groups that, you know, there's a there's an open, transparent, um, you know, approach to how we recruit to those groups and who is part of them and who isn't. So everything that we're doing is designed to increase trust and confidence and, and making us much more accessible and open, uh, not just to information, but also to challenge. So, you know, if people don't like what they do, what we do, then, you know, they're very welcome to challenge us. And it's very simple and straightforward now to do that and very easy for people to find a way to, you know, to give us some challenge. So all of that really good code of ethics, ethical conduct, you know, making sure that people that are working and supporting us and, and working in our name, you know, are, are doing so responsibly and ethically. And so that's been a, a big, big step forward for us. And, and we're, we're delighted uh, with the way that that's gone. Mm, wonderful. Um, I was wondering whether I could ask you if you had a particularly a particular sort of favourite session from the conference. This is an easy one. So, so <laughs> I, I, I had two favourite sessions, if I'm honest. Um, and and by session, I mean that the. the the, the last the close of the conference was a combination of, of three fantastic speakers um, who were all we, we called it food safety around the periphery so it, it was places where food safety is manifesting itself but overtly oh. obvious so um, we had a, a super chat come um, from from the food team um, food sustainability and safety team at IKEA um, who you know you think about IKEA you think furniture you don't necessarily think meatballs although mm, so many people do yeah <laughs> um, and it was just so amazingly interesting um to see you know what they do on food and the size and scale of the food safety operation and it was just fascinating and then a really cool guy mel who came to talk about um his job um making food safe on cruise ships mm, um, which again was just a fascinating insight into a whole world of challenge that you know that you could couldn't even begin to conceive how difficult it that all was mm, and okay. then the guy that closed that session so three gentlemen that spoke you know one after the other and and then our keynote closer was 
um, an amazing guy uh, who who was a space scientist uh, and uh, and basically came to talk about the future of food systems in space and the research that he's doing and you know how they're making it possible you know to potentially go and live and grow and propagate food on on other planets including Mars I mean it was just wow amazing. it was just amazing um, so th- those were, yeah that's, that's so my- different and unique. It- it was especially a nice ender for the conference. Yeah, I'm, I hope it's what people left within their mind. But but and then there was one technical session that was my favourite, and that was the session that we did on professional recognition bodies, led mm. by my colleague Mary Claude, who did a super job of, of of setting the record straight on exactly what it is that we're trying to do on auditor competence. And it was a slick, beautifully delivered, great speakers. Mm-hmm. That that was my absolute top favourite in terms of what GFSI is doing. So and I'm sure that everyone else will forgive me because um, <laughs> if they saw those two sessions, they would agree, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there were lots of close runners up after those. Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and OK, so where then will your uh, community members be able to find you this time next year? Uh, so we announced at the end of the conference, it was a bit of a surprise, actually. I think everyone was just routinely expecting us to say we're going to Singapore. We made the decision to uh, to postpone Singapore again um, until 2024 to try and get us back on, on track with the, you know, Europe, US, um, Asia. Mm. Um, we obviously missed our Asia slot in 2021. We should have been in Singapore in 2021 and couldn't be. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we were in the right place this year, which was Barcelona in Europe. And next year, then we would be due to go to North America. So somewhere in North America, um, in the slightly later, I think probably April time um, is what we are planning for. And we should be in a position to announce the venue and the dates, um, hopefully towards the end of May. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Erica. It has been wonderful to hear more about the conference and, and all of your takeaways and highlights and of course for anyone who's listening who wants to download the executive summary it is now available on our website so that, that's it from today's episode thank you erica it's a pleasure as always thank you for taking the time no problem louise thank you and thank you to anybody who's listening who came to help make the conference the success that it was so thank you to all of you thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to find out more about our work at the CGF, you can visit our website at www.theconsumergoodsforum.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe for more episodes coming very soon. Thank you and bye for now.